everyone. Welcome to the Future Ready Librarian podcast series, Leading from the Library. I am so excited today to welcome my friend, Jen, to the show. Welcome, Jen. Hi. 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 I know. Go ahead and, and introduce yourself. Hi. So I'm Jennifer McKenzie. I'm a K-12 district teacher librarian in Sayusla School District, which is on the beautiful Oregon coast in Florence. Um, and I've been a teacher for almost 20 years. I was an English teacher, secondary and post-secondary first before I transitioned into library land. And I'm actually new in Sayusa School District. I actually moved, changed uh, school districts in the middle of a pandemic. So I've been here, this is like year two for me. And I love it. It's beautiful and lovely and wonderful. You're like me, I get to work with all of our kids and I, I just love it because it's, we get the best of all worlds, right? We get to work with our little ones and even our older ones. <laughs> I have to tell you, I love working with elementary age children. They're amazing. And then I love the idea. Um, we're a small district under 2000 students and staff. And so I love the idea of getting to know kids for 13 years of yeah. their, their career here in Sayusla. Yeah. That's super I do too. I love that. I know we're all, well, we're just around a thousand kids this year and we're pretty unique too, because we're all in one building. And so we added our preschoolers two years ago. And so we even have our itties, you know, there, and it's been fun. My son is now a junior just to watch the kids and, and grow up. Hey, quick tangent. Um, speaking of small communities or school districts like that, we're down one road. And so like when I was doing virtual field trips last year with the college, which is at the end of the street, I was like, lean to the right and look down the road, first graders. You can see your future literally down the road. And then coming from a bigger district of almost 18,000 to here to get a Chromebook cart from one building to the other, you literally just push it down the sidewalk, which Kind of cracks the folks up. Yeah. <laughs> that is great. I love it. I know. And as we were just brainstorming all the ideas that we could have talked about today, one that really stuck out to me, what Jen said was those themes of being innovative and collaboratively um, exploring things that you do. And I love that because I think that those three words, innovate, collaborate, and explore, just really kind of encompass what we do as librarians, but all the great things that you're doing, Jen, within your district. And so let's just start by talking about like innovate. Okay, yeah. So um, innovate, collaborate, explore is actually kind of like my theme this school year. And silver lining of the pandemic is I feel like it pushed many of us um, to innovate, like we had to become innovative. And um, so the school district that I'm working in, um, our high school uh, library looks like, with loving kindness, I say that it looks like it's circa 1972. It's very brown and avocado. And um, and I get, along with the library assistant in that building, we get to reimagine the space and add all this like innovative technology and makerspace hubs and podcasting hubs and all of this. And part of that reimagining or rebranding is like signage, right? And so uh, there are three prominent bookshelves and those are gonna be the words on uh, 
vertically on those bookshelves. So right when you walk into the library, it'll say innovate, collaborate, explore. Um, and we also know that part of reimagining our spaces in the library, if you're coming from a traditional like book centric library, is that you have to you you have to show um, your patrons what 21st century teaching and learning is all about. So some of the innovative things that we did, and when I say innovative for Sayusla, like these things may be happening in other spaces around the country or across the globe, but they were new for the school district. Um, so like one of the things, and I, I was in one of your Future Ready seminars last, last year, we did virtual field trips, which you know blew up all over the place. Um, what I think was unique about our Sayusla trips is that they were very community centric with the intent of moving a, a programming trip into service learning collaborations. Um, and we probably did at least 50 of them last year. And, and they did, they began to move to classroom curriculum-based service learning collaboration. So like the second grade team, they were reading books and studying first responders. And so the second grade teachers reached out to me. They're like, Ms. McKenzie, can we send you on location to the fire department? And I love that. I'm like, yes, yeah. send me on location. Um, and then another example, um, our youth transitions program at the high school um, is a, a program in a class that's trying to steer students into career paths. So we did a couple of virtual field trips with them. And then the students were able to, to meet up with those community partners, like our internet company, to do some field work and training and that kind of stuff. So, cool. um, so yeah, the virtual field trips I thought were pretty, um, pretty innovative for Sayusa last year. And because of them, and because of meeting Michelle Carton through another one of your Future Ready um, webinars, she encouraged me to apply for a Fulbright, uh, Fulbright Teachers for Global Classrooms Award or program. And I did, and I got accepted. So That's great. That was amazing. And I come from a, a first generation college family. So it was a it was a really big deal for me. I even have <laughs> my right next to my computer. I'm a full writer. <laughs> but what I led in uh, for my application was digital citizenship, um, wanting to connect my Sayusla rural students to the world, possibly through some international virtual field trip opportunities. Yeah. So that's awesome. I'm so proud of you. I think that those connections that we can make for our kids in just innovative and creative and not being afraid to like reach out and make these connections if it's, you know, in our community or if it's anywhere in the world, like it brings, it definitely brings so much to our kids. And we're in a rural community here in Iowa. And those are the things that my son remembers. Like when, you know, he was little, like he'll say, like, remember when we connected with, you know, the, that author, we connected with NASA, or we connected with even my brother in his, you know, cornfield. And think that as a librarian, we're so lucky because we get to not only hear from our teachers what they want, but even from our kids too, and the needs of them. And, and so I, I love that. I love following that. And that kind of leads us into that collaboration piece, right? Because it's not just the collaboration that we do with our teachers, but it's also the collaboration that we do do with our kids and our families and our communities. And so what 
you know, what changed like, and what have you been doing there just to really make an impact when it comes to collaborating? Yeah, I feel like, again, we're in such a special position uh, leading from the library. Um, sometimes teachers don't have that, they don't have the time or the, the whatever, we can connect classroom teachers to our community. And I feel like we're the perfect conduit in the library to do that. Um, so yeah, last year, again, we connected with at least 50 different um, community members. One of our huge uh, collaborations that lasted all, that is just gonna last forever is with our local Humane Society. Um, we did a lot of virtual field trips there. Um, we did a lot of reading with the animals and um, especially with our K-1, 2, 3 grade level students. Um, we talk about how reading physiologically impacts the body. Like when you start reading a book to an animal, a puppy or a kitty or a young kiddo or an adult, like your breathing slows down and your pulse slows down. And it's um, especially like, we know a lot of us are focusing on social emotional learning yeah. this year because of the pandemic, like reading is a tool to help with SEL and calming the body. So um, we frequent the Humane Society uh, a ton. And then um, like we had our art students at the middle school create arts in collaboration with the Florence Regional Art Alliance. So they showcase their, the student artwork downtown. And then all of that money was raised for the Humane Society. So we have these like beautiful um, interagency collaborations constantly happening. And I think again, um, that's the benefit of living in a smaller town. Like sometimes we may lack some resources and feel a little isolated. However, we were rich in reciprocity. And, um, and yeah, and another, uh, I have to mention another cool collaboration that um, we just started is with our local radio station. So we're gonna um, set up a podcasting hub in our middle school and high school libraries. We're working with KXCR Community Radio. Um, and so whatever we create and produce will be aired in town on the local radio station. Cool as well as like, I wanna pop those onto StoryCorps so that they're archived with the Library of Congress and they'll go like on our, you know, they'll go all over the place. So it's like a real authentic way to amplify student voice in a super meaningful way. That's, that's also a community collaboration. Like how cool is that? Our job is so cool. I know, <laughs> we have the best job, right? We have the best job, really. And again, the kids will never forget those collaborative just relationships and experiences they can have. I think that's amazing. And so, so talking about the last thing that you have in your library is your theme explore. I think that just by watching what you're doing and also listening to all the great things that you're doing with your kids and your teachers, that really encompasses also the things that we can do now as a librarian. And I know that I had so many aha moments like during the pandemic and continue to do, but I think that explore, the exploration that we can have is just so great as librarians, but we've really, it's really opened our eyes over the last like 18 months to what that truly means. Yeah, I, again, silver, I always have to find the silver lining in everything. Yeah. Silver lining, one of the silver linings in the pandemic is we all got wired up. You know, one, this school district didn't have Chromebooks before the pandemic, and now we're all one-to-one -one Chromebooks. 
and everyone learned how to connect online. So I've done service learning throughout my entire career. And I remember when I worked with my college kids, I could be like, okay, go meet your community partners because they drove, right? But when I worked, when I did service learning projects with like my middle schoolers, we were doing an oral history project researching our refugee new American population in the town that I used to live. And like middle schoolers can't get in a car and go drive and connect. Um, so we would have to bring all the participants in. Um, I remember like on the being on speakerphone on the in the classroom talking to our historical society person because that was the technology, you know, over a decade ago. And so this pandemic has again just moved us all forward, showed us how to be innovative, and really made connecting quite easy. Um, so yeah, when I think the the third uh, banner that's going up in our library represents. That the ability to, to reach outside of our community and connect. Um, it also represents obviously like our information literacy standards yeah. from the library and research standards as exploration. Um, again, with my Fulbright, I'm specific, I specifically wrote it because I want to take again my students uh, in Sayusla outside of the community across the, the globe for exploration. Um, and then another big part of that explore concept for me is maker spaces in our libraries. Yeah. Um, there, you know, our maker spaces sometimes, kids, I circulated thousands of these little paper to-go kits during the pandemic, right? Because they had to be flat. Um, yeah. I prototyped them to be flat so they could be easily mailed or put into our students' little take-home folders that they got every two weeks. Um, and makerspace kits, sometimes people are like, oh, they're just crafts. And I'm like, no, we're teaching kids the engineer design process through every single one of those little activities. And so we're building makerspace hubs in our library. Um, I still do these kits. Um, Teachers can request class sets or grade level sets. So depending on their career, I have some teachers that I'll work with every single week and then some uh, teachers will request for specific units. And so um, I can pop into class or they can just get the kits and they have video instructions and all that jazz. Um, and another really sweet, adorable thing about these is that the children, especially last year during the pandemic, they were like, I got a present from the library, right? Oh. Like we all know how, what it's like getting mail or a package. And so they think of them as little gifts. And then now, again, this is why I love elementary students. Now, when I visit classrooms in person to do the makerspace activities that week, they're literally, they're literally jumping out of their seats and jumping up and down because they're so excited to create and explore. Um, the last thing I'll say is that another, another thing I'm passionate about is music. And so in my previous high school library, I had a music makerspace corner and we have one in Sayusla in the high school library as well. So it's a piano, um, we're adding a guitar. I just ordered 20 checkoutable ukuleles. Oh. And so during open time in the library, like before school, lunchtime, et cetera, um, not when classes are being conducted, but during open time, students can actually make music as well. And in my previous library, um, students got to the point where they were collabing and learning songs together and then even recording and editing their music with technology, which was super cool. Oh, and then I was gonna 
we we have an our Oregon Association of School Libraries conference is uh, this Saturday, and every participant got a makerspace mailer that included a book by author Dennis Matthew. Again, who doesn't who doesn't love getting mail and packages, right? And then one of the makers included four kits. So one was to bind together your own uh, conference journal that's kind of like a sketch noting thing. And then they got a circuitry kit to light it up. Peerless watercolor palette because I'm an artist on the side. Um, ooh, they got one of the sessions, Dennis Matthew is also a musician. And so during his author spotlight, Everyone got a bag of beans oh, very cool. <laughs> to make a little percussion instrument. And then the last one, I'm sure you know Kelsey Bogan. She yes. has grown up as like the TikTok queen. So the last session is making a unicorn puppet um, and then creating a TikTok account and uh, advertising your, your library on TikTok <laughs> with the unicorn. Oh, your unicorn. Ah, that's great. Yeah, so makerspaces so are actually too, and I just love them. So explore yeah. with makerspaces. That's great. How fun. Your kids are going to, they're going to love all those things and your friends at the conference too. That's going to be yeah. so much fun. I know. I love it. And again, we have the best job. It's like, Thank we you. think we have just so many and working with kids, just like we both do in in all the grade levels, we couldn't be luckier, right? It's and amazing. One thing I, one final thing I'll mention, like with the makerspace kits. Um, so like I, I'm collabing with our CTE department, right? So I'm visiting the students, Kate, mostly um, I would say grades one, two, three, four are my regular um, participants in this stuff. Um, but I'm, you know, introducing the engineering design process and collabing with our CTE department, and they're looking for more kids to join their middle school, high school pathways programs. So it's like these are leading into those careers, career programs yeah, down the road. So it's that whole K-12 spectrum that yeah, so fortunate to, to get to work with, you know. Well, and I think through the work that librarians do, like it opens people's eyes in the schools to all of the possibilities. And so like this year, we added a whole STEAM program to our school and we had it as STEAM teacher. And it's, you know, not just like me now as a librarian pushing in or working with the kids, but that's what comes to from this collaboration. And I think when we open our, you know, the eyes to our community about the three things that we talked about today, that's when other possibilities come to our kids too. If it's programming within our school or outside, bringing the world in, and that's exactly what you're doing, my friend. So I loved hearing about all this today. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you. I, you're one of my heroes. So it's always an oh. honor and a pleasure. <laughs> it really is. An, it's an honor and a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. And where do people find you online? Tell people. Yeah. So I have a TikTok account now. I'm very new on TikTok, but that one is at Jennifer Mary McKenzie. And then my Twitter and Insta are both at Jen Mary McKenzie. And then our library uh, Facebook is kind of long. It's Syusla Library Media Services. Okay, but cool. And I'll make sure everybody has it too in the description so they can see. But thank you so much, Jen. And have a great time at your conference. And, and we can't wait to follow along what you guys do in your library.
Thank you. Bye. Thank you. And thank you everyone for joining and a huge thanks to Follow It for sponsoring our podcast series. We will see you next time. Thank you for joining us for the Future Ready Librarian podcast, Leading from the Library. I would like to also thank our sponsor, Follett Learning, for their amazing continued support.